All right, welcome back to this episode of Mindset Go. We continue the discussion we were having before about all things mind, mm-hmm. all things thoughts and mm-hmm. ideas. And from this stage, I believe we are in the teenage phase of, Ooh. you know, our ideas. Very interesting listening. Please stay tuned and, you know, laugh along. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was very interesting, like I said, being just 15 students in a class you kind of have to find your spot and there's no excuse. There's no space to be at the bottom. There's no space to be at the top. (laughs) There's no space to be in the The middle. middle. You just have to be the best of who you are, which I think was a really good thing because Mm. it demystified this whole idea of you're smart. What makes you smart? Just because you, Mm. your grades are good. Well, maybe your grades are good, but if they put you in a drama class, you couldn't do anything. And because we were 15 students, we all had to participate in In everything. everything. Mm -hmm. You didn't have the luxury of saying, oh, no, I'm not a good actor. So because if there was a play, everyone had had to be there. (laughs) So you all had to act. It was not, oh, me, I'm not an artist. I'm not a singer. I'm not a writer. I'm not, I don't do all these other extracurricular activities. Mm. So that kind of opened up a space where you could explore everything that comes with being in high school, Mm. other than just doing well in school, just having good grades. That was kind of, it it wasn't a measuring, a measuring, um, what can I call it? Like a yardstick. It wasn't a it. yardstick. Mm. So people, because in high school, you're kind of, they grade you or they kind of put you in this box of how high is your IQ, mm. right? Mm. They're measuring you on your IQ. Mm. So these ones are smart, these ones are in the middle, and these ones are are not going to survive. (laughs) So that environment wasn't there in in my high school. Mm. If anything, um, I noticed that something that, I noticed things that actually building relationships Mm. became very important. Communication became very important. Mm. Teamwork became very important Mm. because now you can't do anything on your own. You're a small class. We couldn't have cliques unless you're going to have a clique of two people. That doesn't work. So we were all a team. Mm. And up to this day, we have a, a group, a WhatsApp group where we communicate to each other almost on a daily basis, Mm. we've stayed in touch. My entire class, Mm. high school class, we are all friends, which is almost unheard of. Listen, mine was 60 in the class. So really, I barely remember five. (laughs) (laughs) I remember every single person in that class, both names, where they are now, those that have passed, those that are married, so we kind of created this whole idea of togetherness yeah. and just kind of helping each other. So if you were good at, at arts, mm. it was very easy to for somebody who wasn't that good to come to you and ask you for help. Yeah. If you were not good at as opposed to in a huge class in primary school you have to use crab mentality yeah exactly yeah or if you asked a question or if asked for help you were dumb correct that wasn't there you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like in that time i built my emotional intelligence so in my high school i feel like iq over emotional intelligence emotional intelligence one hundred percent yeah and i think i just pick that up and run with it. Mm. I was like, I might not be the smartest person in my class in terms of academics, mm. but by God, I will be a good friend. Mm. I will be a good communicator. A good communicator. Yeah. I will have a good relationship with my teachers. Um, I knew how to handle different personalities. 
So that that was good. I feel like I landed in a safe space mm. right out of the turmoil of oh, primary, primary school. school. Yeah. And then something happened oh, that just shook me beyond. Mm -hmm. And to tell you the truth, I literally blocked that year out of my mind. I think I just had to start remembering and piecing together things that happened because I honestly feel like I was traumatized. Mm. So um, after school one day, my dad comes to pick me up and tells me there are some papers in the back seat. So I'm like, okay. I pull out an envelope. I pull out the papers. I look at this, this admission form and it's still a boarding all girls Muslim school. This was out of the blue. Yeah. No discussion. Yeah. I don't remember if anything. Okay, I remember something in particular that might have sparked this off. Mm. Um, one of my friends had a birthday party, and it was in the my the neighborhood that I live in. So obviously, all the kids from my high school went to this birthday party. And I think I had a curfew that I was supposed to be maybe home by five or something. And I, I'm not really sure what happened, but I think I missed that curfew. Mm. And I think that was it for my dad. My dad was like, you know what? No, this girl is now getting out of hand. Yeah. We have to take her to a boarding school. Mm. So I think that's what I've never really asked my parents why they did that mm. but i suspect it must have been um because over the week over the weekend we would have activities out of school so if it was someone's birthday party if it was but all these parties were usually supervised there were mm. adults there were but i i suspect i either didn't go home on time or something of the sort happened so um i just remember crying I cried and cried and cried and begged them not to take me to this school. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think my dad just said something along the lines of, you should be grateful that a school like this has accepted you, something like that. And I just stopped crying because he was right. I was like, okay, this was, in the line of the school that you went to, one of those high yeah, yeah, yeah. schools. So it he was right. It was a privilege. I would never have gotten into that school ever on merit. So whatever strings they pulled or whatever it is that happened and I was able to get into this school, I recognized real fast that that was a big deal. So I shut my mouth. I went home. I packed my bags. And I was shipped off to this boarding, boarding school. school. And now I remember walking into the gate of that school. At the gate, they used to have this little, it was like an Askari or a police booth where the gate man, someone who opens the gate yeah. was. And they had kind of turned it into a barber shop. So apparently, going into this school, you had to cut your hair short. Mm. And I, I had long hair. Mm. So I had already cut my hair. That was already traumatizing enough. But I hadn't cut it short, short enough. enough. It was not supposed to be longer than an inch. Mm. So I remember walking in and the matron instructing me to go into that dusty, musky, dingy. just dingy, yeah. just evil space. <laughs> I sat down and I watched that, I, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, shave my head bald. I was like, is this my life? Aww. I was so heartbroken. Mm. But still, I reminded myself, this is a privilege. You had better make the best out of it. Mm. So that happened. I go to this school. I go into my room. 
No. Oh, girl. I can see this really traumatized you. My goodness. I can't even describe. Yeah. The living arrangements themselves. Mm. <sighs> Diabolical. Seriously. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it was bad. Yeah. It was so bad. Three people sitting, sleeping, sleeping. on a decker. Yeah. I was in the middle, I was in the middle bed. And it was so dark. It was so dingy. It was so smelly. I could not believe what was happening. And I just told myself, you know what? You can make it through. Um, just, just take one day at a time. And that's what I decided to do. So I pulled myself together. I went to my classes. Um, and food became my best friend so I decided that I was going to eat myself to comfort Aww. because for some reason I it was you know when you're just taken out of one environment where you were thriving and you feel like you were doing well yeah and now they bring you to a place where you know for a fact you are going to fail. Yeah. I just, you didn't have to tell me anything. Mm. No amount of encouragement. I was 100% sure that I was going to fail. And to make it worse, in the school that I went to, we were categorized. We went back to the IQ system mm. that I had just gotten out of. Yeah. So we had the brilliant class. Yeah. We had the next second brilliant class. We had the third billion class, and you can't have a fourth billion class. <laughs> no. Then you had the dummy, <laughs> and I went to the dummy class. Frank, can you imagine? The pain. The horror. It was, it was horrible. No, I get that. It was horrible. I honestly can't remember. That year, a lot of it, I blocked it out. Mm. Um, when I think about the friends that I met, I met maybe one or two friends. The rest of the girls that I maybe spoke to, interacted to, I just had to get by. Because mm. most of these girls, they came from a completely different background from me. Yeah. I didn't understand half of the things that they did. Yeah. I didn't understand the school system. I didn't understand the teachers. I just didn't understand anything. Mm -hmm. It was... So the thing that I could do was I had to look for a club, which is something I encourage anybody to do. If you find yourself in an environment where you just are not thriving, you just don't really understand. Yeah, There's, you always find either a club or a group of of outcasts, mm. and somehow you find comfort in that. It might not be the perfect thing that you'd want for yourself but at least it will help you to get through yeah so i found a group of girls that love to dance and sing just creative minds and i just plugged in i plugged in and honestly that's what i think um took me through and then i found comfort in food like i said to the point that at the end of the time when my dad came to pick me up I was literally standing right at the gate of the school. Yeah. My dad walked in and passed right by me. I just turned and I was like, Daddy. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, <laughs> Nina! Oh, oh God. <laughs> and just his reaction, I was like, Wow. <laughs> And you know, my friends had told me, Nina, you've you've put on a lot of weight. Mm. <laughs> but because I had gone to this school, my mom had specifically bought a wardrobe that matched mm. long, long, stretchy skirts that mm. were not so fitted. Because mm. it's a Muslim school, so you have to be very decent and mm. you know, very put together and covered up. Mm. So I didn't have anything that was 
tightly fitted to me that mm. was actually my actual size. Mm. So I kind of grew into my cords. Mm. So for me, it didn't occur to me that I had put on weight because my cords still fit. Mm. Uh, we didn't have mirrors in the school for me to see that I yes, had put on weight. Yes, because vanity was a, you know, is a sin. Yes. Yeah. So, but once my dad walked past me, I was like, <laughs> oh, hell no, this is not happening. And then mm-hmm. that happened and I was still trying to come to terms with that. Mm. And my dad had picked me first up and then we had to go pick up my sister in her in her boarding school. And usually when I would go pick up my sister, when I used to still be in 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 a day school and I was, I guess, looking like a human being, because mm-hmm. right now I was looking like a <laughs> rhinoceros, I, 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 I assume. Yeah. My sister took one look at me and was like, get back into the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> go back. <laughs> like, shh, shh, don't even, just stay in there. And I was, I was amused. At this point, I was still amused because I just, it didn't click. Yeah. I was like, nah, this guy's just being dramatic. Yeah. And I used to really be skinny, tall, and lanky. So mm. I was like, obviously, I've put on a bit of weight, mm. but it can't be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So getting to the car, the entire time, my sister is looking at me like, what the? <laughs> Fudge <laughs> just happened. Oh my goodness. Her reaction was class it was classic. Yeah. So we go, we take the ride home, I get home, and the first thing on my mind is just go and find a mirror. Mm-hmm. Go find a mirror and see what these people are gasping about. About, yes. So I go to my parents' room because that's the only place that had a full-length mirror. Mm. I stood in front of that mirror and I sobbed. I sobbed. I sobbed. I sobbed until I couldn't sob anymore. I think I actually just uh, went into my parents' bed and I fell asleep. Mm. And I, I just cried myself to sleep. Yeah. And then I woke up and I looked at myself again and I sobbed <laughs> <laughs> all over again because I could not believe what I saw. Yeah, I, I was I literally three sizes. I don't even think three sizes doesn't. I was three times my size. I went, the first thing I did was to go and pick out my, I, I used to have this favorite outfit that I, I had. It was a, a kind of like a tank top. And the, we used to call them pedal pushers. Mm. They were like those pants that kind of hit just below the, the mid mid of, the, of, the, of your leg. Yes. So I don't know why that came to me. But the first thing I thought, just go try on that outfit. And I couldn't even put a leg through. I cried even more. I cried even more. It was yeah. really horrible. And yeah, I'm going to get a little bit dark now because it actually went to a place that I have actually haven't talked about this with anybody before, I think, in a long time. But it's not it's not really as bad as, as it seems. Um I had so of course after this this happened, mm-hmm. I just that's the, that's what I would do it all day. I would wake up in the morning, go look my, at myself in the mirror and cry. That's mm. all I did. So and at that point, what were you thinking? I, I, first of all, I could not believe because all my life, my parents had tried to fatten me because I was that kid that just couldn't, couldn't put, it, put on weight. Mm. I was skinny and it just growing up it was kind of unhealthy to look that way Mm. and they tried everything i used to eat normally well i don't think my eating habits were that great when i was young but Mm. i i just wasn't able to put on weight Mm. so this happening i was just confused Mm. and now everybody that came home 
I had to go through that shock that I went through with my dad and my sister all over again. Mm. When my aunts would see me, oh my God. <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> Nina, is that you? Yeah. yeah. So I went through that with every single person. Mm-hmm. And to a po- it came to a point where I was like, you know what? This is not my life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one day, I think I snapped and I just went to the cabinet and I grabbed a, a bottle of pills and I just drugged myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to kill myself or anything like that. It wasn't a suicide attempt by far. But in my mind, I always had this thought of when you're sick, you don't eat, you lose appetite, you're throwing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to lose this weight any other way other than falling sick. sick. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do was make myself fall sick. Mm-hmm. So I took these pills and obviously I reacted badly and I passed out. And they had to call the, my parents and they rushed me to the doctor. They pumped my stomach. And of course, everybody thought it was a suicide attempt. Course, and yeah. now I was immediately taken out of that school and I put back in, into the environment that I preferred. And that, that, that also passed on very quite swiftly. I, I think I tried to explain to my parents that I w- was by no means trying to uh, commit suicide. I just wanted to fall sick so that I could become thin again. And I guess they believed me because that was the last... It was a, that was ever said of it. Of the, yeah, that was ever said of it. And my mom put this rule that nobody was meant to comment on my weight or say anything um, about my appearance. And yeah, and that that went on, and um, that's when we met in the, the next in Oliver when we when yeah, I met yeah. you in high school. Yeah, in this new high school that we happened to join together. Yeah, and I think for me that was kind of like a new chapter. And our experiences are kind of similar. From the moment point, yeah. I got into, let me even mention the school. Because yeah. it deserves all the credit. It really does, yes. Vienna College, Namugongo. Mm. That's when everything changed for me. Yeah. Because, like you said, it was a place where you could just be yourself. Mm. I didn't really necessarily think, the whole focus on my weight and how smart I thought I wasn't, all that just disappeared. Yeah. All I had to do was to just kind of find myself. That's the kind of environment that we went to. And it wasn't just about the student, it was also about the teachers. Mm. Honestly, I have never been in a school that had teachers that supported my academic journey as much as I did in Vienna College. Mm. And not, first of all, I wasn't measured or compared to anybody else. Mm. They just saw me as me. Mm. I was different in the arts class, in the history class. There wasn't this, Nina is this kind of student. No, I was this kind of student in my literature class. Mm. I was a different kind of student in my history class. Yeah. I was a different, and all of it was good. Yeah. I don't remember ever feeling dumb or not smart, except that one time. Mm That one time when, I think we talked about it in our first podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, please go listen to our first podcast. The time when we were penalized or oh, yeah, sent yeah, home yeah, for yes, academic, yes, academic indiscipline. indiscipline. Yes, I recall but that. Then. But you see, the thing is that time they sent all the bright, best and brightest home. Exactly. So imagine yeah. me, <laughs> Nina. Who am I <laughs> to be academically in this place? I was right. like, this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. That was fun. And it wasn't really a clique. 
but we had this the, one of the best things i remember about this vienna college was joining the choir i know what the choir was so much fun you know i knew i loved music i knew that i loved to sing yeah i fell in love with music when i joined that choir Aww. fell in love that is amazing Rain was our choir mistress. Yes. <laughs> and you picked all the songs. Yes. Uh, tell me about that. <laughs> tell me about that part of high school because that, that part was awesome. You know, um, when I was a kid, I always loved to sing. Mm. Like, I've always loved singing. I remember when I first joined my first uh, high school for all level, my we were required to fill in a form, a bio about ourselves. And when under the, the, the table of, of, of talents, right? I hadn't put anything. Mm. So my dad quickly grabs a form and then he puts singing. And like, I loved singing. I always did. In my head, I thought I was just excellent at it, right? <laughs> because when I had come from my primary school, the one thing everyone had always recognized that despite the fact that I was not Catholic, I could sing. So I would also sing inside of a Catholic choir, right? Yes. And not just sing, I was leading, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So then when I got to uh, my first, uh, my O-level school, it had a very competitive uh, choir program. Um, so the, the, the lady who was, the teacher who was in charge of the, the choir sort of had this idea of, we were only allowed to audition and join in after S2, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the lady who was in charge of it had this idea when she saw me because I was in music class, played the piano. I was I was one of her people who should pick up, come and, you know, come. So in her mind, she assumed I was a part of the choir, right? right. However, um, what then happened was, <laughs> see, my sister was, um, was in that school. Uh, she was in Essex when I joined S1. Mm -hmm. And... Um, all six years between you Jews. Yes. Wow. <laughs> right, five. So what happened was she, for some reason, I don't know what she had done. She had had some sort of issue with the girl who now finally became the choir leader, right? Mm. Now, when she left S6, because she was high, the punishment couldn't move upwards, right? Mm -hmm. So this choir leader was in S5 when, you know, my sister was in S6. Oh, so it was a beef that had carried. Okay. So when I got to do my audition, it was two people, the, 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 the head of the, the lead, the, the, the teacher who was in charge of the choir mm -hmm. and the lead of the, of the choir who happened to be this girl, right? I remember she'd punished me before for something and she sort of, it, was, it seemed sort of random, yeah. but I was like, okay, you know, she's a prefect, so let me. So now when it came to the time of the work, it, it, it needed two people to co-sign to, to let you in. So when I had auditioned, I was the only person who did not make it to the choir. Yeah. And everyone was shocked because even the choir mistress assumed that I had made it to the choir. But remember one person, the choir lead needed to verify. Now, because the choir mistress assumed I was in the choir, every time they had ships outside of the school, I was required to be in that choir. Cause she'd ask, Erina, why did I not see you coming for, for, for practice and it was sort of weird when I would say I didn't make it to the you know the and she didn't believe you. Like she thought I was just being intentionally, you know, yeah. just just not, you know, being okay. a part of the team player. Yeah. Anyway, so I didn't make it into the choir. And you know there was, there was something about it there was a prestige to being in the choir. Mm -hmm. Again, I used to play the piano. It it made sense that I would be in no the choir. Now. Yeah, regardless of whether I was singing or playing the piano. Mm -hmm. But once that window closed and they said, you know, in S3, we could go back and audition. I was like, if you don't want me the first time, hell nah. Like, I, I, like I'm down done with to this. The no, to the no, no, that, no. that doesn't mean that I wasn't actually going on school trips huh, to, for the girl. And the, the choir mistress, like, she would see me. I know, it's so weird. How? How was I getting on those trips? Because I would be called like, Erina, we have this thing. We need you to come and do the alto for us. I was really good with alto. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you let me into your choir if you wanted me to be a part because of it? You, well, and you know, she finished high school, she left. So now yeah. it was a whole new set. So they really wanted me and I was like, beg me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, I remember when I finished my senior four, we had this, you know, last year. Are you telling me you actually did not join the choir? I did not choir. join the choir. 
Wow. People assume that I was on that. In fact, if you ask anyone now, mm-hmm. they'll claim they remember me being in that choir. I was not in the choir. So you enjoyed all the parks of being in the choir without having to, you know, go for those vigorous practices. Because they didn't want me there. So, okay. Wow. Okay. okay. Beg me. <laughs> so that's really gangster. I know. You. I know. <laughs> so when we did S4, I had this friend, Becky. We sang this song together at the end of, of the year. And I remember looking at the Owen people genuinely, and I'm, I say this with a lot of humility. Yeah, I like people looking at the Owen on 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 people's faces, and I remember my parents had come. It was a we had the last the, the senior fa- uh, farewell right yeah. service, and it was run by the Leavers class, right? So that would be the S fours. And I remember my parents were in the audience, and my dad just had this look of rapture on his face, mm-hmm. and my teachers were at the back, and they were looking at me like, "Erina oh, exists." <laughs> And she starts saying, what's up, what's up, who is this person? We've seen you, but we're now seeing you, you know what I mean? And I was busy thinking, goodbye, oh, <laughs> you know? That's one way to exit. <laughs> You're like, mic Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for real, mic drop, yes. Mm. Um, so, you know, I remember when I walked off that performance, like, it was this whole thing, and people are, I, you know, like, my teachers were coming up, Anna, you can't sing. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All these years, like, I've been here. As in, if you are not, anyway. So I come to, to uh, Vienna, and uh, it was weird. The, the person who had been the choir leader before happened to have been a year ahead of me in, in, in Gaza. And, uh, you know, my the, the school I was in for my O-level, yes. right? And she... Um, she sort of, uh, she she sort of sort of um, groomed me, right? right, to take on after her. Yeah. So it was an elective process to become the choir lead. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was standing, the choir was also not really really serious and stuff. Honestly, I don't even remember that happening. All I remember is that I was in a choir and I loved it. I know. I loved being the choir lead. It was. I had so much support. So there was this girl. I attribute all of my success to. Clara Odiambo. She had the best songs. Like, and she had so many. We had so, so many services many. that we ran, and there was always a new song we featured. Yes, and and songs we had never, never had of before. before. Well, she was Kenyan. Yes. So I think she just brought this new flavor, flavor uh, of gospel music. Yes. That was just like your gospel music is it's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And you know, it was so amazing because she. She she was she was humble, right? Mm-hmm. She wasn't trying to get the credit. So somehow it made it seem like I was the one leading. But the truth is, I just had all of these support systems. Yeah. And suddenly the choir was this coveted thing that everyone wanted to join. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is my legacy. That's you know cool. what it really is? Because you displayed such like a level of leadership that I had never seen before. Because usually in school, we had our prefects. Yeah. And the moment you had a position of leadership, it's like everybody was below you. Yes. But when you came in, you everybody would contribute. Yeah. Everyone had a chance to sing. Everyone had a chance to shine. To shine. Yes. You wanted everybody to be their, their best, their best. The best that they could be. Yeah. People that didn't think they could sing, you kind of showed them that they could sing. And they could. And they could. Um, I remember we had one boy in the in the yes. choir. Yes. And I remember you'd always let him like take um lead, what are they called? Like lead songs. Yeah. And I think we also got a second boy. Yes. I think we had we two boys having, in the yeah, yeah, choir. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because the environment was just so awesome. Mm. It didn't matter that because we had people all the way from S1, S2, S3. Mm. We were kind of like the elders. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't feel like that. Yeah. Everybody was, was on the same level. Yeah. It just makes me so happy. Yeah. About the choir. <laughs> I loved that choir. I loved it because. I think we changed the way services used to be run. Yeah. And people said it. I remember there's a song that I grew to hate. I don't know if you'd recall it. No, 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 not that one. one. There was one that everybody sort of picked up and 
it was an English song. Oh yeah. And everyone would shout it in the Here school and it just <laughs> Please, please let's remember. I let's sing know. a little bit of it. I know you remember. I don't Yes you do. I blanked the thing lies, and I could lies. not I have to remember uh, this song. It was one of those, and everyone would just shout it. Because it, it was one of the songs that had an echo, like you would sing one part. Yeah, and then someone else sings it. Yes. <laughs> and the whole school would shout it. But what I liked is that all the guys, everyone who was in the choir, suddenly being in the choir became a place to be. Like, yes. it was a thing. It yeah. was a community, and people wanted to audition to be in the people choir. People that would not be caught dead in a choir yeah. were dying to, to join. join the choir. Yes. It was so dope. It was so dope. It was so dope. But I attribute that to everybody who was on that team. Like people gave a hundred and twenty percent would harmonize, uh -huh. would be there making sure the alt is just right and yes. the soprano is just right. <laughs> yeah. And no no pitchiness. And we really tried to perfect our craft. We did. And remember we didn't actually have a teacher supporting this initiative. We were kind of on our own, right? We really were. We but had it was all so the nice. creative liberties. Yes. We could do whatever we wanted. Yeah. And you did an awesome job. Thank you. That's Thank you. one of my one of the high school highlights yeah. that I had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just know that there was one particular song that I loved leading. It was the one that I I I would take the, the lead on. Mm -hmm. But I wanted everybody to have this space where they felt like Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but Clara did an amazing job. She, she carried us. She, she was one of those people that when she opened her mouth to sing, you're like, what? whoa, yes. <laughs> what? Correct. Yes. Like you literally want to enter her mouth and be like, is, is that sound coming out true. of because her voice was so angelic. Angelic and and <sighs> She Just did soprano so well. So professional. She sounds yes. like a professional singer. She did. She, she did. didn't oversee. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. We tend, yeah, we tend yeah. to love to listen to our own voices. Yeah. But we found a way to harmonize and yeah. let everybody, every voice needed to be had at the same time in unison. It wasn't, mm -hmm. then you have the ones who are sort of, and everyone is required to project. Yeah. I, I actually loved being that choir. It took my mind off of so many yeah. things. I feel like it's a space where my confidence was built. Yeah. And, you know, when I originally, when I talked about like having a fixed mindset, mm. I remember always thinking that my talent, because I, I felt when I was young, I felt that I had talent. I felt like I was gifted mm. in terms of being a creative person mm. but i didn't necessarily believe that i had a specific talent mm. that i'm i'm great at singing i'm great at acting mm. i kind of felt like i had the ability but i i, I didn't know if i was actually good because i don't think i did any of that stuff long enough mm -hmm. or often enough to be like okay yeah singing is my thing mm. But joining the choir, having to, you know, go for practice every, we used to practice every Sunday, Saturday, no, 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 Saturday and also Friday, yes. Friday evening. evening. Yeah. Doing it, you know, constantly. I was like, you know what? I got this. And you really can. I can actually, you know. I loved listening something. to you guys. I remember um, there'd be times I'd be leading and then I'd just sort of, just in my mind's eye, just look at you guys and be thinking this is amazing you guys are amazing i know by the time we left you know i feel like we all came into the choir you know just loving music yes just wanting to yell and scream. yeah we came out well i can't say professional singers but really but we came up. out really we had we had built a skill we had grown a yeah. certain part of ourselves yeah that we didn't necessarily I remember it required you to stand in front of, of an audience. So it was right. everything from presence to there was no hiding. It was such a small team mm -hmm. that there was no hiding behind people. You know, you yes. had to stand in and of yourself. Uh -huh. Yeah. I thought it, it built confidence for some people. It did. Um, I think it about all the, 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 the people who are on that team, and I just I am in awe. Think about the girls who made it on that on that choir. We had the head girl in there. We had... And do you notice that most of the girls 
most of the people that were in the choir, out of the choir, they seem to be a little bit shy, yes. introverted. Yes. They were not like the loud, you know, expressive, yeah. the most expressive people. Yeah. They were kind of quiet to themselves. Um, most of them were actually like at the top of their class. Yes. Very smart people. It wasn't a situation whereby, okay, um, your your grades are not that good. Yes. And you're now in the choir yes. to, you know, find a place to share. Yeah. It wasn't that at all. Yeah. We had the top students participating in the choir. Yeah. We had all sorts of people, creative people. We had people that were in sports. Yes. It was Oh, just, yes, we did. It was just a <laughs> dope place. It was. It was. There's this show that aired a little bit recent, Glee. Mm. When I watched Glee, I don't know if you watched Glee. Once or twice, a little yes. bit. Yeah. When I watched Glee, I was like, this was us. It was. And it's a little bit on the extreme yeah, yeah, side, yes. you know. But it was people that were just, you know, like quiet to themselves and then they get into this in this uh club and they're just superstars yeah i loved it i think it was uh, the perfect place to grow a healthy mindset yeah you're right because you come in just enjoying something Mm -hmm. and you know thinking okay maybe i'm just i'm I'm just a little bit good at this Mm. and then you leave having built something yeah having you know gained some level of confidence yeah and it just blends into other things i think so too yeah i think everything we do is intertwined Mm -hmm. and this you're right it bled into something else because if you think about it ultimately most of the people who are on that in that choir became prefects it's weird but it it sort of moved in that direction or became you know people who we were looking at in sports like wait when did that happen like yes. when did you become that person yeah. it, i loved the choir elements of leadership came out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know it, it was awesome i think about it and i just i wish i could get the band back together i know we've talked about this so many times yeah. and i think there was a time we we did a, we went back to high school we kind of did a visit i don't know if, i don't think you were there no, I wasn't sure. yeah you, you might have been um away for university or something mm-hmm. we were invited to go back and we went back and obviously we were met with open excited oh. arms the kids that we left there that yes. when you know lower classes had taken over yes and it was a bit different mm. as expected. They are a little bit more fancier. Mm. Um, I, we used not to wear short skirts in front of church, but we were, you know, I'm not judging. It, it's a whole new, you know. Yes. It's, yeah, it, it was nice. Um, and I was happy to see that the choir didn't die when we left. When we left, yeah. So that's, a, that's another thing about mindset. Yeah. Um, leaving behind skills like building building people not just you know being the best at something and then when you leave it just does yeah yeah Yeah. the people that we left there carried this thing on church was still you know the 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 church was full Mm. and yet vienna was known to be a secular secular school school. yeah yeah but people were in church having a good time yeah you know, it was nice. It, it was. was really awesome. I feel like for me, that was a turning point. Yeah. It really was. I'm glad to have been a part of your turning oh, point. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That um, takes us into the current day. Yeah. How have you grown since? Oh, wow. <laughs> in, in so many ways, I suppose. The ideas I've had about myself have always been... I'd like to believe I've done a lot of, followed more of the growth mindset. Mm. I believe I said this at the beginning where I said I view myself as a leader and a bit of a mentor. Mm -hmm. And those are things that I, it's always been important to me that I leave some sort of impact on the people I I interact with, the people who are put into my space. I feel that I have been very lucky 
to be in a place where I'm able to effect change, even a small amount of change. Yeah. And so it's always it's always mattered to me that I do that, mm-hmm. whether it is through a talent I have had yeah. or um, just through the person that I am mm-hmm. or the way I, I live my life. It's, it's mattered to me that I, I leave some sort of impact. Uh, when it comes to my, my personal journey and the things I have thought about myself, I've thought a lot about myself. Sometimes it's not so flattering, not so great. Um, it's, it's always, I'd like to think of it as, I understand what the destination should be, yeah. but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, the ideas that are very strong in my mind are about my sense of self. Mm-hmm. It has always been important that I remain true to myself yeah. and to who I am. And even if my the, the person that I consider myself is changing in the things I believe, my ideologies or, you know, the, those, those things that I'm picking up, whether it's because of the people I interact with or the things I'm learning, I want to have my core centered mm-hmm. in a specific um place yeah and like i said and i'll say it a million times if i have to kindness remains Mm -hmm. one of those things at the root of of the things that i do yeah or the people the relationships i build Mm -hmm. interactions that i have Mm -hmm. um my mindset towards of and the things that i feel about um different things keep on changing about my my view, my lens, the lens to which I see the world keeps on changing as I have grown. Of course, I'd like to think I have matured, but then I find that there's some ideologies I had when I was younger that I have sort of refined mm-hmm. as I have grown. Yeah. They have not changed. They're yeah. just, they're clearer. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I am no longer so dogmatic about certain things. I'm no longer so judgmental about certain things. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's I was that person. One. Like, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. how are you wearing a short skirt to church? You know, I was I was that person. Yeah. But I over. And you wouldn't say it, but you know, you're like, I'm giving you the expressive <laughs> facial expression. I love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You'd have the look. Like, you yo. just need to give a look, and someone is like, okay. 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 All right. Okay. <laughs> Yes, but I've, 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 I'm, I'm coming to appreciate that everyone, everyone's journey is different. Yeah. And there is no place for me to exert my ideas about the perfect journey nice. on anyone. Because yeah. even mine is still, I still have so much more to go. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, my that's what I can for certain say I am not, I used to be hella judgmental. Mm. But that I, I I have I feel I have grown um, about it. I have had to fall in many places in the, the places where I had set all these standards. Fall in those places to come up to be like, hey, oh, okay, so what can happen? Me too. <laughs> my poop stings. Yes, my poop stings. <laughs> so uh, you know, I I have gone. I've learned to appreciate that while I could be an indi- I am an individual to myself. Yeah it's important to have a community mm-hmm. of people yes. who by the don't have to be like-minded, but just a community of people who support me. Mm. We may not always agree on certain things, but I appreciate that even in differing opinions, I know that it's coming from a place of camaraderie of you're my community. Right. Yeah? yeah. So I have friends from, as far back as I possibly can bring them. And I'm not trying to keep people simply because we think the same way. Mm-hmm. It's looking for people who, who grow me and move me. And I know at the end of the day, they have the best at heart for me. They wish me well. Yeah. And so it's easy to, to reciprocate these feelings and um, to, to, to wish them well as well. I, I, I really have, have learned to remove try to distance myself from negativity yeah and not because i don't want to deal with conflict no no but because i want conflict to be healthy i want it to lead to a healthy discourse as opposed to just 
what just just being confrontational yes for no reason yes um so yes i i feel like you know my mindset i i believe i have have grown you definitely i i i'd like to believe that my i'm trying to fulfill my purpose as i keep on redefining what it is Mm. i was just having a conversation with a friend yesterday and i told him listen aren't we lucky that we do not know uh, our full potential in one shot otherwise it would scare us mm-hmm. that we keep keep on getting incremental oh, yes. ideas about oh wait yeah. my greatness could look like this yeah. you know as we keep on walking in that direction the picture gets clearer as opposed to being told boom you're going to be this and you're like oh wait no 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 like i'm not ready for this right so i i like to think that i'm my mindset is continuously being refined and i don't know what that looks like at the end of the day mm. but i do know that it it tells me ultimately at the, the end of it all that i bring so much to the table and the things i do not bring it's okay someone else will bring them to me yeah and i am enough for whatever my purpose is going to be that's a big one yeah do you have any like habits that you, like self defeating habits that you used to Absolutely Maybe yes, do, and you know, for a fact, you have outgrown, changed, or they're so they can't, they're not so massive in your life now. Self-defeating habits, I have, of course, I have. I've had many. I probably still carry them. Secretly, Just give me like but, one or two. Um, I have. I always thought of myself as uh, invisible. Yeah, it's weird. It's just a thought. But it's so interesting how could you tell yourself manifest manifest yeah yeah absolutely I I I so negative thoughts negative thoughts yeah yeah negative self talk yeah yeah okay I am not small enough and you know what I just need to get into that place of Mm. get over it Uh, (laughs) okay like uh I am not I've gone through the I am not smart enough. And the nature of my life has required me to always sit in the room with smart people. Mm. But then now you see the problem being in the room with smart people is you're not the <laughs> smartest anymore, right? Yes. Yeah. So I've had to go through a place of I am not pretty enough, I am not smart enough, I am not good enough. I've done all of the not enough series. Things, yeah. Like I have a whole book, right? Yeah. <laughs> On the not enough series. Mm. Um, but I have also gone through self-sabotaging um, stuff. I-